TNT. 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 Welcome to episode 24 of the TNT podcast. TNT, TNT, TNT. This is one half of your TNT podcast host, whatever you want to call me. Uh, call me I don't care. Uh, this is Timothy. I got my brother Talorian here with me. I'm going to let him introduce himself like he always does. Yes, sir. This is the other half of the TNT podcast, Talorian. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited about this episode, bro. Yeah, man, this is this is a special episode. We got we got a lot of special things happening in this episode. So, yeah, man. But, you know, I, I feel like, man, we now that we're, we've gone back to our one episode a week, I feel like we, you know, we're we're, we're talking to each other, not necessarily talking to each other less, but just recording episodes less. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to start this episode off like all the other ones. You know, how have you been? How are you? How's your headspace? How are things going? Things are going pretty great over here. Um, you know, same old, same old. Just been working, just been chilling, uh, staying to myself, quarantining, uh, just, you know, taking preliminary precautions everywhere I go, um, just listening to new music, uh, just trying to catch up on stuff. Uh, that's really about it, though. Just, Just been chilling mainly. What about you? How things been on your end? Where's your headspace at? Same here, man. Just trying to stay healthy and stuff. And, you know, um, it's interesting that you said uh, listening to new music because I feel like it's just, man, I'm starting to get overwhelmed. We did our mid-year episode talking about all the new music that's come out, and there's just more and more music that's coming out, man. And I love it. I love it. It's great. But I need a break. I need a break. <laughs> I know we're I know that we're a music podcast and, you know, we, we get on all the music topics and everything like that, but it's just, it's way too much music coming out, trying to keep up with that. Um, you know, trying to keep up with, you know, uh, new TV shows and, mm-hmm. you know, documentaries and stuff like that. I don't know if you saw, but they're actually, um, going to be releasing, uh, it was back when the BET awards came on, they're going to be releasing a, uh, Rough Riders, uh, documentary that's going to be coming on BET. Man. Oh man, that okay. That's crazy. I need. I'm ready for that. I'm. I'm. I'm super, super, super excited for that. I think it's supposed to come on in September, um, and I believe it's going to be like a. I think like a five part documentary. So I cannot wait for that. Oh, man, that sounds, bro. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I cannot. Cannot wait for that. And then this. Uh, I've been seeing a lot about this. Uh, this no limit thing uh with master p i've been seeing a lot about that so i need to check that out because i definitely want to uh you know look at because i feel like that was an interesting time a lot of people don't know that master p was you know no limit they were they were doing millions and triple and you know quadruple platinum back in the day so you know i've been uh trying i'm gonna try to catch up with uh watching that too but no other than that you know like i said i've just been trying to stay healthy and uh, just trying to eat healthy and trying to stay in the in the right headspace, you know, as we always say. Um, but yeah, man, we got we got some interesting stuff today. I'm I'm excited for this episode. This is going to be a, a great episode. It's probably going to end up being one of my favorite episodes. I can already tell because the energy is just going to be it's, it's going to be great. So, but we got to start with the elephant in the room. <laughs> I told everyone about it. I told everyone that two chains was gonna get washed, and I must say, man, Rick Ross, 
Rick Ross, we 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 have to we have to have a, a, a different conversation about Rick Ross, man, because his his catalog is it's 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 incredible. It's crazy. Incredible. Incredible. His catalog is incredible. Yeah, man. So uh, for the people who don't know, yes, we're talking about the Rick Ross versus two chains battle that took place last Thursday on the 6th. Um, it was it was a dope battle. It was a cool battle. Uh, there were some disappointments that I had about it um, and also some high points. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I, I just want to start off by saying that Rick Ross, Rick Ross has an amazing catalog. He he has so much stuff with so many different artists and so many different classic and and groundbreaking records that is just that this this battle really really should let people know that Rick Ross should be in a different conversation to be honest. And oh, yeah. you know this is yeah this is no disrespect to two chains because two chains has a lot of big records. He had a lot of big moments through this battle too. But it was really um, I'm trying to find the right words to use here. <laughs> two chains, two chains made it very obvious that he didn't really have much of a chance. And I know that this sounds so bad, but throughout the battle, you know, two chains, you know, every time they would they would transition and you know play a different record, he would be like, you know, he would make little comments like, you know, I'm still here and I'm still alive, and you know, Rick Ross has played that, but you know, I got something that that can get the get the people going crazy too. So it was almost like two chains was kind of like, you know, like saying like, you know, like, like, yo, this is Rick Ross. I'm up against. So, you know, he kind of knew, but, and, and, and I do just want to say like, whoever set this up was wrong. Whoever set this up was wrong. I think, I think, I mean, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Swiss and Timberland that set this up because I, I think they were saying y'all are gonna see why we set up two chains and Rick Ross. And if this was them that set it up, this I don't know if this was it as far as that battle because, like you said, and uh, like you just said, man, Rick Ross watched two chains, bro. It was, it was almost kind of sad. Like I was like, two chains is great, but man, like, just like it's just the the records that Rick Ross was dropping, it's like, how how was he gonna compete with that? It was just it was hard, it was too hard. And it's crazy too, because a lot of the stuff, a lot of the records that because Rick Ross, he he did lose some of the rounds. Don't get me wrong, he lost some of the rounds. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna not, make it seem like not many though, not many. Yeah, not many, but what I was gonna say was was the the rounds that he did lose, it was like how I was saying in the previous episode where he was gonna have some room to play around. He was just throwing. Oh, he was just throwing man. some of his B sides out there, and those were the ones that were like taking losses, just due to the fact that Two Chains was playing like a bigger record whenever he was playing his B sides. But honestly, yeah. if you're if you're a fan of of Ross or, or or a huge fan of Ross, most people probably would have even taken those B sides that Ross was playing as a, as a W. So um, exactly, exactly. Yeah, he was he was he was playing around a bit, but yeah. Swizz and, and, and um, Timbaland were wrong for setting this up, and I feel like they did it because they couldn't get Jeezy to do it. I think I heard that Jeezy, you know, I, I think they couldn't get him to do it, and which I understand. I mean, I know that, you know, Rick Ross and Jeezy may not have the best of relationships. 
I know they've done a lot of records together, but if y'all remember, those two beefed at the BET Awards. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that their relationship is bad because they passed it up since then and they've done records together. But I think that their relationship is not the best of relationships. So I can understand why Jeezy, you know, wouldn't want to do it. But let's get into some of these records, man. So uh, round one, we had uh, BMF uh, with Styles P versus no lie with drake so two chains started off oh man yeah he started off pretty big and that honestly that one was difficult for me because i mean bmf i feel like is one of those that that's one of i would say probably one of big uh, big big ross i feel so bad for saying that rick ross <laughs> he done lost he done lost all that weight and i just said big ross but no uh, i feel like bmf is one of uh one of rick ross's biggest records but when mm-hmm. you know we've discussed this before. When you, I feel like when you get in that right feature bag, that kind of helps. So I feel like the Drake and No Lie. That just you know I kind of I'm I think I'm gonna go with with Two Chains for round one. Yeah, I would say Two Chains. And then you know he go you know Ross goes straight into hustling versus I'm, I'm different. Ah, well I'm I'm hustling I'm, I'm, that one. I'm going to have to go with hustling on that one because, yep. I mean, it's hustling. I mean, come on now. Every it's day. Like, I'm, yeah. Everybody, it's like everybody knows that. Like, even if you're not from, like, Florida, it's like that's a that's a huge record. That's almost, like, yeah. almost worldwide. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that's a classic Ross record, you know. So, uh, now th- this next round. I I didn't even anticipate this, Taloran. This is this is one of them ones where I was like, "Oh shit, two chains done, pull something out the trick bag." Because I forgot that he even did this, and it doesn't it doesn't matter if he was just on the hook. This was a huge song. It was um, Rick Ross, John, with Lil Wayne Uh-oh. versus fucking problems. That's that's chains. That's ASAP Rocket. That's Kendrick and Drake. I'm, I'm gonna have to go with fucking problems, man. Yeah, 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 that's 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 a hard one. Yeah, that's that's chains, bro. Chains won that. Two chains won that one. Yeah, man, that that's one of those. That's one of the ones, man. You you put fucking problems on in a party, and that that's just going up. It don't matter where you at. So, yes. Um, the next one, uh, we had Ross. He played Rich Forever with John Legend versus Spend It. I'm going with Rich Forever. That's that's yeah. a great Ross record. Yeah. Rich Forever, okay. for sure. So here, here we go again. This is where, again, I was saying that two chains. He had, he has some rounds, man. He has some rounds. He uh, Ross played Dice Pineapples versus Duffel Bag Boy, and Ooh. yeah, I feel like Duffel Bag Boy was. Ah, oh, man, I don't know, bro. Because Dice Pineapples be- is that's a classic song. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, no, Dice Pineapples. Yeah, yeah, that 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 might have to be a tie, and that's oh, crazy. Yeah, that's, a tie. that's a tie. Yeah, that's that's a tie. crazy. That's crazy when you think about that because usually when you have a record like Duffel Bag Boy, that's one of those like classic songs that like everybody. Because you you have songs that, that come out that are like that get so big that they become like universal. It's like a universal song, like everybody knows. Like mm-hmm. what Duffer Boy is. Everybody knows what Rough Riders Anthem is. Like those are like universal songs. So it's crazy that that's a tie yeah. with 
with diced pineapples. Like that did, bro. I'm trying to tell you, man. Ross, Ross is that, that nigga anyway. He is, bro. Like diced pineapples is just he got Drake on the hook. He got Wale rapping. Like, come on. Like, that's that's in, that's intense. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, that would that I, I would have to give that a tie. Um yeah. MC Hammer with uh Gucci, Gucci Man versus I Love Them Strippers. Uh with I think what is that? Is that Nicki Minaj that's on that? Yeah. Or who's Nikki. on I Love Them Strippers? Yeah, Nikki. Okay. Yeah. Um I'ma have to I feel like I love them strippers. That that was a bigger record than MC Hammer. But that MC Hammer is also one of those ones, man. That's one of them ones when you turn that shit on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give that a tie. Yep. I'm going to give that a tie. I just about to say the same thing. I, like, I think that's a tie. We don't even need to go to the next round because Rick Ross played Aston Martin music, so we don't even need to see what what the, what the that was going against. So we're just going to – That wins. That wins regardless. Yeah, that's Ross. Um, next – it was Santorini Greece versus Bands of Maker Dance. I'm going with Santorini Greece. That's Santorini Ross. Greece. Santorini Greece wins. Next, we have Freemasons. That that that's the first whole feature. So Freemasons it, it versus it, it wins. Yeah, Freemasons versus Feds watching. So I'm going with Freemasons. Yep. Um, this this is where this is where I wanted to turn the battle off because it, it it started to get one sided after this. Uh, so he literally went to fuck with me. You know, I got it. Oh, it's not fair. Yeah. Versus watch out. After that, he played devil in a new dress. Oh, bro. Okay, bro. We, we like when, when devil in a new dress comes on, bro, it's just something about that whole song, the climax all the way to when, like when Ross like says his verse, and honestly, bro, I don't know if he's ever topped that verse to me. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if I've ever. I think that's the best I've ever heard Ross rap, like on any record. I don't know, man. That's that's a hard one, man. That 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 is that is a hard ass verse. That is that's a very and that it's beat, like top five for me as far as Ross verses. That's like a top five Ross verse for me. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Looking at my bitch, I bet she give your ass a bone. Looking at my wrist, it'll turn your ass to stone. Yeah, bruh, man. Yeah, that. Yeah. Bruh, like, like, really think, really think about Ross verses, just even on his own songs. Like that verse on that on that song is like one of the most incredible Ross verses I've ever heard. Literally, I don't. I'm trying to think. Like it's at least top five. It's just as far as just lyrically, like man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So I, after that, it was Tears of Joy uh, versus Big Amount. Bro. And uh man, big amount, big amount is a big record. I think Drake snapped on that. But mm-hmm. Tears of Joy with CeeLo Green, I think, I think Tears of Joy is probably a top, a, a top five Ross record ever. Yeah, in my opinion, I agree. I agree. I hundred percent agree. And then right after that, 
he went into stay scheming. So that's why I said like he oh, he went he went from fuck with me, you know I got it, Devil in a New Dress, Tears of Joy, Stay Scheming, and then after that he played he he played Pop That, French Montana. Oh my god, <laughs> bro, he literally was bodying, bro. <laughs> like where in the world was Two Chains going to do against that? Like, after, yes, man. Then after that he played I'm on one. Oh my, bruh! Like, what do you do? He played. I'm not a star. I'm not a star. Somebody lied. I got a chopper in. The, and then yeah, that was verse. Uh, that song is amazing, bro. Like he played. Uh, so so that that was an L. That was the first L that Rick Ross had took since since the fuck with me. You know I got it because I'm not a star. Uh, two chains played birthday song. So I I feel like you got it. That's a classic. That's a classic. Yeah, he played birthday songs. So uh, after that, Ross played Mafia Music. Now, Mafia Music along with Tears of Joy, that that I'm putting that up there. That that's that's a top five Ross record too. Yep, Mafia Music. That, that's, that's another one. That's another one. That that record started the fifty cent beef. That record, mm-hmm. yeah, man. That that record did a lot of shit. So uh he he played that versus uh Big Bank uh with Nicki Minaj. Um, and then yeah. Ross won. Ross wins, bro. Bro, I I knew, man. I didn't know he was gonna get. I I was like, maybe Two Chains might have somewhat had a chance, but bro, he got he got washed, washed. I'm oh my god. Nah, Rick, Rick Ross got off, and then and then the last round, uh, Two Chains pulled out Mercy versus Rich off Cocaine, and. I love that Rich Off Cocaine record. I love that that man. Don't get me started. Ross man. Ross has an amazing has an amazing catalog, yo. This catalog is insane, bro. Like it makes me want to just go back and just go through the albums all like just again, just from the beginning. Like, man, this man's yeah, his catalog is insane, bro. His catalog is insane. What is it? Nine albums? I think I don't, I don't know how many albums he got. I just I know he has a lot. Nine. I think it's like eight or nine. I think it's like nine albums. Man, yeah. this, this dude's catalog is insane, bro. It's insane. Yeah. I want I want to ask you how you feel because I don't know if you if you got to see it, but he played an unreleased verse. Yes, of yes, famous. yes, yes, yes. And oh, when I heard that, I was like. Fam. His is insane. His the way he's rapping is insane, and he needs to a man. He he, wait, he dropped it. Did he drop that song? I think he did, didn't he? No, nah, I, I don't think he hasn't. He hasn't dropped it. Well, when nah. he played it, I was like, "Whoa, where is this?" His, drop it verse, today. his verse on that was fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Facts. Facts. Why? Why did Kanye not include that on the album? I want to know what happened. Like, I want to know why that wasn't included on the album. Bruh, don't get me started on Kanye, bro. <laughs> oh man. And I feel yeah, like man. that. That. You know, I remember when I first heard that that song, and I I I could hear somebody on that. And after hearing Ross play that verse, I was like, damn, it was Ross. It was Ross that should have been on that record. Bruh. Insane. But 
he did that and he played i think he played a not an unreleased version but he played like the um i think he played like the the unfinished version of what's free i think i think it was i think it was what's free and i think it was i think it was a longer verse mm-hmm. that he had on there i it would, it sounded like it was the same verse but it was just longer so yeah. man yeah. it really it really just makes me wonder like what music does Ross have in his hard drive that we've never heard before? Oh man. I thought about that too. As I was listening and watching the battle, I was like, I was like, where, where's like, where's like the unreleased music? I was like, I wonder how much music he has that just hasn't been released. And I feel like it's like, like hundreds of songs. I feel like. Yeah, man. Cause Ross, Salute to Rick Ross, man. That that's that I'm calling him a legend. I don't care what nobody says. He's a legend Ooh, to me. Thanks. Bro, if they don't say he's a legend, then I don't like I just feel like that person doesn't know what they're talking about. Like he he's his pin game is insane, bro. Yeah, man. So shout out to uh both of them. And you know, again, I don't know who set this battle up. But, you know, I'm glad that 2 Chains was was able to come out alive. And, you know, he, he took that beating like a man. And I can't wait to see uh, the next versus battle. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm ready. I am ready for this next one. I don't know who it's going to be. But uh, I, so I don't know if it's 100 percent like true, uh, but. I've heard they've alluded to possibly it being a Justin Timberlake versus Usher battle. Oh man. Oh, so this is gonna be this is gonna be a repeat of you and Imani's battle. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking about. <laughs> I was Ooh. like, whoa, did we just predict something? Hey, look, I mean, we already I I've already you know, you you guys already know my opinion on that. You already know Ooh, how I feel, know, bro. If like like this Rick Ross two chains battle, I'm sorry, JT will get washed. He's if if this Usher versus JT battle happens, JT getting washed. I'm sorry, he's getting washed. Yeah, man. So I guess I guess they're doing that because Chris Brown. It can't, can't nobody get Chris Brown to to do it, man. So did you see did you see Chris Chris Brown's statement about doing a versus battle? I think I saw something to the effect of that he didn't want to go against nobody because he's too good, I guess. Yeah. Like he's too yeah, good. He, he's like, he was like my my features will beat people alone, like just just my features alone. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know about that, sir, but Nah, like I think I definitely think that Chris Brown, because I've seen a lot of people that are are that you know are, would would talk about Chris Brown, because I know we talked about on this podcast before. We talked about Chris Brown versus Usher. We had we talked about that like maybe fifteen episodes ago, and I think people are really like not understanding, you know, Chris Brown's catalog and. You know, I think it really, it really, it really says something that Chris Brown. Uh, this is this. I'm gonna get too deep into this conversation. I don't, I don't really want to get into this conversation because it's gonna make a lot of people uncomfortable. Because I feel like when you start talking about Chris Brown, you know, people start getting in their feelings, and 
So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I want to see a Chris Brown versus uh, Usher battle. Um, if that Same. does happen, Same. which you know, if they're already saying Chris uh, Usher versus Justin Timberlake, I guess we're probably not going to get it. But you know, I think Usher and, and Chris Brown will be a good matchup. But hey, yeah, who knows? But no, nah, man. Yeah. Um, salute to uh, Two Chains and, and Ross. That was a that was a dope battle. Yes, for sure, for sure. Salute to both of them. They both legends. And uh, yeah, man. You know, we always waiting on new music from either one of them. So I'm looking forward to whatever they dropping, album, mixtape, whatever, any feature they own. So love to both of them. Facts. I'm glad that we got to witness that. But let's get on to uh, the more important topic uh, for this episode. I'm excited, Talorian. Are you? (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am. We have we have a special guest on today's episode, and not only is this a member of the TNT family, but this is our first guest on the TNT podcast. This is a big moment. I need a bomb, like the sound of a bomb. I need one right now. <laughs> we have oh we have the we have the amazing, the incredible, the talented, the intelligent. Ariante, how are you feeling? How are you feeling, Queen? I'm doing good. I'm excited to do this with you all. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit nervous, but I'm excited. I'm really, really excited to do this with y'all. No, don't, don't be, be nervous. nervous. Don't be nervous. Yeah, we are, we are happy to have you here. We are happy to be graced by your presence. This is great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. So uh, just real quick, uh, Ariante is down here visiting, and I just want to say that I've had the greatest time with her being here. We uh, got to hang out, and we uh, had like a little game night get-together type thing, and we went to a main event yesterday. We had a lot of fun. Uh, Chris was there. Uh, Adrienique was there. Uh, Raquel was there. Kiara, Cameron, everybody was there. So we've had a great time. Um and yeah, and actually, I want to shout out Cameron because when we were at the um, the little get together, he had me cracking up the whole damn night. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to shout out Cameron. That's a real cool, funny guy right there. So salute to him. Um, but yeah, man, Black is King. Did Did you guys get a chance to check this little uh, Disney Plus thing out? Did we? Or did I? Yes, of course. You already know. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. And uh, yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. I loved it. I loved wow. it. It was beautiful all the way around. Yes, 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 yes. I agree 100%. And I'll just be honest with you right now. I'm phony. I'm phony. <laughs> I, had, I after watching this, I was like, I need to find the 1-800 hotline to the Beehive because I need a membership. Because <laughs> I never knew I would hear those words. I didn't words. think I would crazy. hear that. That's crazy. <laughs> this shit was fire. This shit was so fire. Just everything about it, the the imagery, the... Man, we, we got to get into it. We got to get into it. Um, I don't even know where to start. Actually, I know where to start. I know the perfect place to start for this. <laughs> uh. All right, this is a question for you. 
How did it feel? Because you had a couple of cameos in this little Blackest King. How did it feel? <laughs> Let me tell you, first of all, my sister Beyonce, thank you for letting me, you know, grace your video with my presence. But it was fabulous. I loved it. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. I was literally watching the, I was watching it and I could not sit, stay seated for like too long, like at all. I was literally standing in front of the TV screen in awe because it was just so beautiful. The cut. Let's not mention the vocals and then also like the styles, like the clothing. OMG. I just, it was perfect. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, it was very, very, I would say Afrocentric, very, very black, very, very to the roots. Yeah, very to the roots. And, you know, Beyonce is nothing short of spectacular when she's, she, you know, I always say, like, I don't I don't care too much for Beyonce. Beehive, please don't attack me. But <laughs> she is, I mean, she might be the greatest entertainer, like, ever, to be honest. I feel like everything she does is just perfect. But, uh, Tlorian, I didn't want to cut you off. I wanted to give you a chance to speak. What did, what did you think about the... No, no, you fine, bro. Uh, no, nah, I, I thought it was amazing. Honestly, if I'm going to be completely honest, I'm going to say it's probably Beyonce's greatest visual album. And, uh, yes. And, uh, I and, I, and I love her other visual album, like Lemonade, uh, the actual Beyonce album. Those are, like, some of my favorite visual albums. But I think this one in particular, like, trumped those two. And, uh, yeah, just like y'all was saying, it was real Black, real African, real Afrocentric. Uh, the clothing, the singing, the dancing, the uh, bringing in the other African artists, uh, just everything. It was just art. It was just moving art. And, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that's, and, and like you were just saying about the, uh, about, her might be like maybe being the greatest entertainer. I mean, of course, you know, I think Michael is, but then if somebody said Beyonce, I wouldn't even argue it. Like, I like she's if they put if somebody said her above Michael, I wouldn't argue that. But like, yeah, Beyonce is great. And if if they don't think she's like the greatest, like number one, she's definitely right behind Michael, or in a sense, she's the female Michael. So, yeah. She's just on another level. And and now technology is just at another level. So it's like she's she might have surpassed some things Michael has done just because we're in a different age and time. So, yeah, it was amazing. I, I loved everything about it. Yeah. And, and Michael Jackson, he he is great, like you said. But I guess the reason why I was saying that she is could be considered as the greatest is because you can you could just see like how much of a perfectionist he is. Cause I think I was watching, I don't know if it was the, like the, she did a, a documentary for the, I think it was the Miss Carter show, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a couple of years back. I think she did like a documentary for that. And you could just see like how much of a perfectionist she is when it comes to her performances. She wants to make sure that all of her dancers are right. She wants to make sure when Jay comes out, his performance is on point. It's just, you know, I, I don't know. I think that she's just, great like she I, I don't know i guess i could just say she's probably the greatest performer no disrespect to michael jackson but no nah, 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 that's what i'm saying i wouldn't even argue it i wouldn't argue it like if somebody was like she isn't as good as michael i'd be like well she's she's right there like if if he's like 
if he's like right there, then she's touching him. Like she's right on the heel, like right on his heel. Yeah. And I didn't know, and this is me because I'm just lame. I didn't know that this was, uh, I should have known because she put it on Disney Plus, obviously. I didn't know that this was the, uh, it was basically the the Lion King soundtrack, right? That she, that yeah. she did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She did a yeah. separate soundtrack because they had one, but she did her own black version of it. Okay. Yeah, because I heard, I think the, I heard the, uh, what's the song with, with Jay? It's the uh, Mood, Mood Forever or whatever. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think that was the only song that I heard, and all the rest of it, I was like, "This sounds great." And then after it went off, I realized that it was the soundtrack to The Lion King, and I was just like, "Damn, I'm lame." I thought we got a whole Beyonce album. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so? Funny? You, know what's so crazy? you know what's so crazy when you actually watch the film, you're actually watching The Lion King in human form. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, no, I thought that was great because she had some of the like some of the dialogue from the movie in there. So I thought that was great. That's why I like when I watched it. Oh man, it's just it's just I I felt like it was a lot of like like how we were talking about um in our Nick Cannon episode, we were talking about like the original man and you know Asiatic and all that kind of stuff. I just thought that's where she was kind of going with it, and it just kind of mat like mashed in together well, I guess. So oh, yeah, oh yeah. But yeah. like I said, I'm phony. This made me want a new Beyonce album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real, man. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I know Ari's ready. I'm hella ready. Like you already know I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for some new music. I feel like she's I, working on something. I always feel I, like yeah, I was just about to say that. Like I feel like something's something's gonna happen some sometime towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe early next year. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was just the introduction of her coming back out into like, because she hasn't really put out anything else like recently, recently. So I feel like she's gonna drop something soon. So yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Usually, when when she gets ready to to gear up to release something, she comes back like letting us know, like, yeah, like I'm here. Jesus yeah. Christ is here. <laughs> man, man, your your Lord and Savior is here. But I do have a question: Why was Michelle not a part of this? Oh, yeah, I thought I was the I, I thought I was the only one that that saw that because no. I didn't see her nowhere in that video. But then again, maybe it's just because like her and Kelly's bond is closer than her and Michelle's. Maybe that's it. But I'm not. I'm not sure. You know what? I don't think she like I don't know I don't think she intentionally did that. Like I think it was just a like I don't I don't know. I don't think she just was like, oh, let me forget Michelle. I think it just happened like that. Yeah, because like when I was watching it, it's 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 crazy how you know Kelly's in it, of course. Uh her mom made a cameo in it, uh of course Blue Ivy's in it. Um I don't think I saw Julius there. Did anybody catch a Julius Solange wasn't in it either. Like there was no Solange, her sister. Oh yeah, you're right. I didn't see yeah, Solange. Right. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't think she intentionally did it. I just think it just happened. So happened they were not in it. 
I don't know, man. I feel like it's still it's just not a part of anything. <laughs> you got a point. You got a point because I mean, Kelly is Kelly is her best friend. Like, I mean, you know, Michelle was in the group, but as far as just growing up, Kelly, they, yeah, Kelly and Beyonce got to have a closer bond. Exactly, and you can see it. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you remember that one time on uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, on BET uh, 106 and Park when they were performing. <laughs> I can't remember what song they were performing, but Kelly or uh, Michelle, it, she I like think fell. It was soldier. I think yes. it was soldier. <laughs> yes, it was soldier, and she fell, and they just kept on going. Um, Beyonce like looked down, like wow, like. <laughs> <laughs> And they just kept going. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's why she wasn't a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Beyonce, like, would... no, you you're not you're not you're not doing no. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I wanna I wanna bring up some favorite moments. I think my favorite moment in the whole little video was towards the end I think when she was dancing like she had on the red dress and Blue Ivy was like in the screen yo okay I ain't even going Blue Ivy looks so much like Jay-Z it's ridiculous yes, yes wow it does. wow it man yes she does it's but it's, it's weird though because she looks like Jay-Z but I still think she's gonna I don't know if she's gonna like grow out of it but I feel like when she gets older she's gonna I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, feel like like, like, I feel like she looks like both her parents, to be honest. She has like mm. a balanced blend of both of them. Yeah, I see both of their faces. But mostly yeah. Jay-Z. But mostly, yeah, yeah mostly Jay-Z, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mostly, mostly big lips. But um, yeah, my yeah. favorite <laughs> performance. <laughs> My favorite performance. Uh, it was the one at the end. I don't, I don't know what the song was, uh, but it was the one where it was like the white background and she had on the, the red dress and Blue Ivy was like, she was killing it. Man, look, I guess her choreography is just, yeah, it goes back to that, to her being a perfectionist because everything that she did in this whole thing was just great. The dancing, Pharrell. In the middle of the safari or whatever the fuck he was, man, that, was great. That, that threw me like for a look. Cause I forgot Pharrell was on this, but uh, seeing him randomly on, I was like, wow, this is pretty I dope. I think that was the water. That it, I think that song was called Water. I think that's the yeah, name. I think yeah, that's the I name think so. Yeah. yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, man, it, bro, it was it was crazy because um, I think one crazy part was when they were like. On a chessboard, and they were like the different people. That, that was dope. Yes. That was so dope. Yes, moving like they were like they had like the chess piece, like they were the chess piece, and yeah. they were just moving yeah. around on the board. I was like, they are like on another level with this video, like with this whole visual album. This is insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. She. Yeah, she she's definitely a visionary. Uh, Jay Z is also a visionary, and um, there was uh, what was the what was the one? I'm having a brain fart right now because I thought the the chess thing was was real dope, but I think I liked the part when Jay Z came in because you know I'm a Jay Z dick rider. 
whenever they were like in the house and I liked how they uh like showed the like the the front lawn where they had I liked it whenever her whole family was there. Like whenever it showed her mom and Kelly, I thought that was real cool that her whole family mm-hmm. was like part of that. Um but yeah, man, this 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 whole thing was just great. Um, and I'm definitely gonna have to go check out that Lion King soundtrack. I don't usually listen to soundtracks like that, but this music sounded really good. So I'm gonna have to, yeah. But you know what? She she I say listen to this one because it's not. I mean, it's the soundtrack, but it's the soundtrack that they gave her because there's a there's a Lion King soundtrack, but it was just like she made a whole separate soundtrack. Oh, okay. So this was okay. so this. Oh, okay. So this was like new. Aside from some of the songs, like this was like new music. You mean? Yeah. So it was like she. They did a soundtrack for the movie, but then right, like gave Beyonce like a side soundtrack, like make a soundtrack that you want to make for the movie, type of thing. And she was like, "Oh, we about to make this like black, like." Cause there's another soundtrack, but she was like, "We about to make a separate soundtrack, like." Okay, like, yeah. Not, it's almost like Beyonce, and then get the people that you want on this soundtrack. So that's why it was nothing but like, it was like a lot of African artists on the album. Gotcha. Cause I, I did, no- I, I noticed that she had put out the like the reduxed or deluxe version or whatever they want to call it of the Lion King soundtrack. So on that same day, I just thought that it was her re-releasing the Lion King soundtrack. But now that you said that, yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely go check out the music because the music sounded great. Sounded amazing. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, none of this, none of this music was in the actual movie. So, so yeah, it was like a whole separate soundtrack because, um, like you remember when like Black Panther came out, they actually made that soundtrack a part of the movie. I think if I can remember, yeah. Yeah, I they think did. they gave they gave Kendrick control over it mostly. Like it was just like I think that's what they did with Beyonce, but it was like separately. But I think with Kendrick, they just gave it like this is the soundtrack to this movie. But I think with Beyonce, they or I think with The Lion King, they just made a soundtrack and they was like. Okay, Beyonce, you can create another soundtrack, like a separate one. And it's like you're running it and then you can put whoever on it. And so I think she got like the like the Afrobeat artists and the African artists to actually like like do the actual soundtrack together. Cause the the one song, like what was it, Jealousy? I think that was like one of my favorite parts of the video of the whole visual album. I think it was called Jealousy. Yes. Okay. Don't jealous. Don't jealous me. Don't yo that. Yeah, that was the, the the what what the dude say? Uh, uh, I've been gone for too long or uh, too much goat to try on or something. He said I was like, that's fire, that's fire. All the lines fire. Yeah, man, this the the whole the whole shit was fire. So, and it's definitely something that I would probably like watch again because I, I feel like it's a, it's a lot of stuff that you mm-hmm. just won't catch just watching it one time. It's a lot of like stuff that's gonna, that just goes over your head. So I definitely mm-hmm. want to watch it again. Cause I'm pretty sure there's a lot of messaging in there that probably went over my head. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ari, did you see any, like anything 
well, I don't know how many times you watched it or y'all watched it, but did you see like anything in there that was just like caught your attention? Or that was just or that stood out? I'm not even gonna lie, the whole thing, like I literally did not take my eyes off the TV screen. Um mm-hmm. I can't remember what song it was, but the scene where it was the two guys in the car and then they had like little the other person like dressed up in like um camouflage or whatever climbing on the the hood of the car mm-hmm. i thought that scene was dope um i feel like there was like a message in there but i feel like i need to watch it again because i've only watched it once same like, i've only watched it once through so i feel like i really need to like watch it again and like instead of just looking at you know the the graphics and the the artwork and you know the fashion of it because that's where my focus honestly was the fashion and like the makeup and you mm-hmm. know the dancing um i just need to like rewatch it and like this time like look at the hidden messages in each song you know yeah um there was this one part that kind of stood out to me and it was the one it was the part where so i don't know if y'all ever like know about the story of like moses or you know that was so beautiful so when she put the baby in the basket and like the baby like rolled off and uh, I was like dang this is this looks like the scene off of Prince of Egypt like when when Moses' mother like put him in the basket and like uh, rolled off like let him like go off you know and then when Moses actually uh, was going through the water it was like alligators and all of that stuff craziness and then he actually reached like you know the other side where the the where the lady like picked them up and basically mm-hmm. like Moses had like a whole nother mom, another uh, family or whatever. But I heard I heard I don't know how true it is, but I heard when she did that scene, it was basically like a like the meaning was when I guess when she lost one of her kids, and I was like, whoa, that's deep. If that's what that, if that's what the, what that actually meant, what that Bam. like what she what she used that for, I was like, yo, wow. if that's what that was, that's deep. Fam, still to this day, I try to tell people. Still to this day, on four forty four, when Jay Z had that line where he said, um, "I'm sorry for the stillborns." To this day, every time I hear that, I'm like mm. shaking. I'm Gives shaking. So yes, like if, if that's true, that that's crazy. But that was the one scene that I had a brain fart about. Uh, that was the one scene that I was talking about when he when she uh, put the baby in the in the river, and then once it got to the other side, you know, she was like dressed in all white. I thought that was mm-hmm. dope. I thought that's, that was great. That, that and low key that could make sense. Like that almost sounds like she's seeing the baby in heaven type of thing. Almost like yeah, like man. And I think I think that's another thing that's great, too, is like you can this is one of those things where you can. um, You can kind of make it. Make it out to be what you want, like it it, is it is going to go over your head, but but, you know, like what you just said, like you can make it out to be what you want, because I I did uh, when Ari was saying that scene where the the guy was on the hood of the car, I was kind of confused on that, but it just kind of looked like a. I don't know, like a little horror scene kind of thing. I don't know. You know what? But you you know what? And if y'all really, if y'all notice, the guy was actually driving a hearse. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that that was that must have been some type of deep meaning, like the fact that he was driving a hearse. I don't know. It might have been. I don't know. I don't know what to interpret that as. That's why I got to go back and watch it again. That's. It was a lot of yeah, a lot of like hidden messages. Yeah, and and now that we're talking about it, it just it, it really makes me want to go back and watch it because I'm pretty sure there's a whole lot of stuff that I missed. So, yeah, man, this was great. Yeah. Um, but before we get off of this subject, you know, I have to, you know, get some controversy in here. Um, yes. All right. So my question for y'all is, have y'all heard anything yet or have y'all seen or read anything about um, people in Africa being upset with the video? Mm, that, oh, that oh, was gonna, oh, that, oh, 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 my God. Yes. yes that's where I was about to go. That's where I was about to go. <laughs> let's, okay. let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what I saw, what, well, I'll say what started it was, Tolori, I don't know if you were going to say the same thing, but the no-name situation. Yes, yes that's exactly what came to okay. my mind? Okay, so the consensus is is that Beyonce is just trying to capitalize off of black and African culture and just try to make it seems seem like she stands for something that she really doesn't stand for when she's really trying to capitalize off of real serious issues and I saw a lot of people that were saying that you know she's never done anything for Africa and no name I think said something to the effect of like she's never like she's not over there with those people she doesn't she doesn't know that walk of life she doesn't know anything about that uh so that that's what I saw now mm. I don't want to get attacked by the beehive so what I'm gonna do <laughs> lightly <laughs> and just say that I would like to believe that not just Beyonce, both Jay-Z and Beyonce are doing things behind the scenes as far as, you know, um, building communities and, you know, just, just doing a lot of things for, for the African people. I don't want to, I, I really don't want to sit here and say that Beyonce is just literally capitalizing off of that. So, yeah. Yeah. You know what? And, and it's funny that you said that because I read something about Jay-Z that said he did something. I guess it was uh, dealing with uh, a certain part of Africa getting clean water. And to this day, uh, that that area of Africa still has clean water because of Jay-Z. And yeah. That's and that's another thing. too. Yeah. So, yeah. That's another thing, too. I, I believe that Jay-Z and Beyonce are so private that you wouldn't know. If you 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 won't know what Beyonce's intentions are. She she's not the type of she doesn't do interviews. Beyonce mm -hmm. doesn't speak. She doesn't do she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. So mm -hmm. I really with the no name thing, because a lot of people will probably listen to our J. Cole episode and they'll probably be, Oh, uh, you're a hypocrite. Uh that was a different situation. I didn't like the way J. Cole responded to no name. That was my issue with that. My issue here is is Beyonce gave us her being at like artistry and people are attacking her for nothing. I feel like. Yeah. 
And then also, like, she did an interview a few years ago. I should say a few years. It's probably over, like, you know, 10 years ago, whatever. If I can recall, I don't, if I can recall right, she did her history and genealogy and stuff and traced her ancestors back to Africa. And she mentioned that she was helping out out there. So my thing is, like, why the backlash all of a sudden just because of the visual? Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree 100%. And I feel like, honestly, I just feel like when you're of Beyonce stature, people just, you know, I know I know, I make jokes all the time. Like I say, she's our Lord and Savior. But I feel like <laughs> people people just just want to be able to to say something about Beyonce because, because there's nothing that you can say. There's literally nothing you can say. I mean, she, she does nothing. Like, she doesn't bother anyone. She... She, you know, that like I just said, they're private. They don't, they don't do anything to anyone. So I feel like people are literally just trying to find something to poke at her with. Yep, yep. I think so too. It's like she's the biggest artist that's so private, and it's like people want to get deep into the, in, like deep into her life, and um, uh, and I feel like, and, and I feel like. She should op- she can open up her life when she wants to, like you know, like through m- music or you know visuals. Like when she did the um, uh, what was it? It was the one I guess it was kind of like a documentary, and she kind of just like let you see like her more personal side. But I think it's a thing where like people are so I don't know they just want to find something to talk about. I don't know if they feel like in their mind she's not doing enough or what they think is going on but you know people are gonna have opinions and uh i just think people are just kind of overboard when they when it comes to that and it's just yeah like you just said they try to find things to poke at and uh i don't know i think when people when people get by themselves and just do stuff and they get bored i feel like they just find anything and they'll just go as far as attacking beyonce or it's like you have that much time on your hands, or yeah, yeah, man. Uh, as far as no name goes, I don't want to get on this podcast and attack a black woman or anything like that because I, I do like no name. I like her music, but I just mm-hmm. feel like that was a bit of a reach, and I feel like at this point, she's trying to get a reaction. Because I, I feel like she she was able to get a reaction with the J. Cole thing, and now I just feel like she's trying to get a reaction. And I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong because, you know, she – I've, I've watched her Twitter. I mean, she's very – she's mm-hmm. always talking about how she's always reading, and, you know, she's smarter than the average. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just afraid of her doing this, like, since she did this – Man, you know how people are when 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 you attack Beyonce, like, bro, they they probably was on her case on Twitter. No, like, she coming at Beyonce. Look, we already talked about cancel culture. Coming at Beyonce, you really will get canceled. You think oh, it's a game? Yeah. Like, not some, <laughs> like, and, and it won't. And, and it's a thing where I can like you as an artist, and you can say something about Beyonce. That's like your own personal opinion. But you know, I don't. I'm not. You know, I'm not with the cancel culture, but yo, people out here that are like are like you say part of the beehive, they will cancel no name. And they was like, You're beyond cancel because you was never here anyway. They'll say something like that. But you know. Facts. 
So, and it's like the people that know No Name really know No Name. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of No Name, but I'm saying I could literally be like walking down the street and be like, yo, you know, No Name Gypsy? They would, who? You say Beyonce, a bee or a fly, be like, what? Like, you know, like, like, so, yeah, bro. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I just be nervous for no name because I'd be like, you can have an opinion and I don't mind you having an opinion. But I was like, do you understand the people that are fanatics though? Like they are, they will come for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't want no problems with the beehive. I'm telling you now, I need the 1-800 hotline number so I can get a membership. Somebody. <laughs> What did y'all think about the fashion aspect of it, like the styling and the clothing? Because I know one of the one of her one of the designers came from um, from Dallas. Oh, snap. his name is. Bing. I, I did. can't pronounce his last name, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm I'm sorry. Um, I did I did see that. I did see. I think I saw that today actually, and I I, I was just blown away that somebody from Dallas was able to. No, that that was great. That was dope. That's lit. Uh, I like how how they yes. did the concept of like intertwining, you know, Egyptian princes, princesses, and queens and goddesses and stuff. Like that was dope to me. Like, mm-hmm. fire. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Nah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Like somebody from the city, like Dallas, Texas, which is mm-hmm. home. Like is what like somebody created some of the stuff in that video. That's incredible. Yeah, and I agree 100%. I I loved the the wardrobe choices for every single scene. It just it was just like I don't know. It was it just showed power. Like this whole thing was just powerful. It was just like uh it was powerful. And I don't want to I don't want to get us in trouble on this podcast like how Nick Cannon got in trouble on his podcast, but it's some <laughs> it's some shit, man. It's yeah. some shit. In yes, this, I, I, I think there's a lot of stuff in there that, <sighs> yeah, there's some shit in there. And it, it, it felt even more great because, you know, you know, my mom's black. My dad is from Ghana, West Africa. And, uh, but, you know, essentially, you know, black people and Africans, we are one. And, uh, I just separated like that just to describe my parents, but just seeing it from like an African aspect. And, you know, I actually, like, wear African clothes and my dad wears African clothes. It was just, like, seeing them with African wardrobes and African clothes and hats and shoes and, like, everything. It was, like, wow. It was it was powerful. Like you said, they literally looked like kings and queens and goddesses. And, and it, it looked amazing seeing her mom wear African clothes and yeah, it was just beautiful, like all throughout. And it's like you can tell she just wanted everybody just to embrace Africa. And I feel like this opened up some people, some people's eyes that don't really know much about Africa or want to kind of discover more things about Africa. Because it's like it'll make them want to just do more research. I feel like that's another thing. I almost feel like she she made people kind of want to open up, you know, books and like read more about what's going on in Africa or just 
get and have that dialogue. Yeah, and and dive deeper into like the African culture. So being Ghanaian, it was like I was proud. Like I was glad to see. Like so, yeah, it was it was uh, amazing to me, and it just I, I like how she just put Africa out there like that, and uh, and had all the African artists that were literally from Africa, like big Afrobeat artists that I listened to. So that's what that was another thing that made it so great. Like she had African artists that I actually listened to uh, when I'm not listening to like hip hop or R&B or another genre. So and like Afrobeat is one of my favorite genres. So, yeah, it was great seeing seeing her grab those Afrobeat artists from Africa. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it. It, it. The whole wardrobe, every all of the clothes. Amazing. And perfect for every scene. She just she knew exactly how she wanted to do it. So educate these niggas. I've seen a lot of people reaching, um, saying that a lot of the 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 wardrobe choices look like demonic and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yo, like people. I read that too, and I was like, really, people like that really goes to show how, and especially I I read. I'm sorry to cut you off, Tim. Um, No, no, go ahead. But especially, I read the same thing too. There was the the one scene where she had the horns and she was like in a brown. It was like what brown skin, cattle skin, mm-hmm. like the, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene there. I'm just like when I saw the pictures and stuff. I saw it on Twitter and people were saying how it was demonic and stuff like that. I'm like, ign- I'm sorry to put it that way, but I'm gonna have to put it that way. Ignorant black people just don't do their research. They mm-hmm. don't. They just they our people unfortunately just stop at a certain point and just stop wanting to learn and it's just like you gotta keep digging deeper and like Taloria said like you know she kind of just opened up the door for dialogue and for people to sit there and do their research I mean for those who yeah. want to but yeah. Um, yeah people just want I think that's what it is it's like a thing where all of these people have opinions you know everybody has an opinion so it's like a thing where, like you just said, she's she's creating more dialogue. And that's the thing. People like are placing something on her and it's like that might not be something that's even there. So it's just like you haven't talked to Beyonce. You don't know Beyonce. You just kind of. And, and that's another thing. It's just like they're basically like um, putting their contradictions on other people. Mm-hmm. Like or not not contradicts. They're putting their uh, convictions on other people, and it's like, yeah, it's it's, yeah, and it's it's weird. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. Like she said, man, do your research. Do your Googles. Pull out a book, something. Yeah, for real. Oh for my, real. pull out a book. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. Man. I mean, yeah, because like certain things. I don't know. It's like certain things um, I feel like when it comes to even like being black and and even if you don't know your like deep African history, it's some stuff that just it's just almost like a part of you just being naturally African. Like, Like if you have a certain piercing or something like on your ear or in your nose or something, it's like that was part of like that was part of Africa. So it might be certain things you might do and it's African and you don't even realize it's African. You'd be like, oh, wait, I do this. And then when you read deeper into what you're doing, it's like, oh, that's that's African. That's something that my 
ancestors did. They did this in this tribe. Because like me, like I have like an African name. Like I'm a part of like the Ashanti tribe. Like it's like I know like what part that my dad is from and I know what part of tribe I'm from. So it's like certain things just come natural. And I think that's almost, I think that's another thing she was showing. It's just like certain things are just so a part of me. It's just so African. And I think people just don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was definitely a message of embrace where you come from. 100%. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, man, this is dope. Um, I wanted to ask y'all, uh, what what do y'all think of Beyonce? A full Afrobeat Beyonce album would sound like. Is that something that we would be able to digest and accept at this point yes. in time? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I would love that. I would love that. I, I think, and, and I think that comes back to the point. Like, I think some people would be mad. Like, I would want to hear it, but I think you know some people would be like, okay, she did the she did the Blackest King. Now she want to do an Afrobeat album, like. I think some people be like, she don't even do Afrobeat. She do this. And I that'll be a whole nother conversation for some people. But I would I would like to hear it. That would be awesome for me. I would love to hear it. I'm for it. Yeah, people people would definitely be they would definitely be butthurt. But after watching this, like I said, I'll say it again. I'm phony. I think Beyonce can do anything at this point. Yeah, all the genres. She like she all of them. Already dabbled in all of them. Mm-hmm. Country, R&B, pop, hip hop. Yeah, she can do all of them. She can do a reggae album. Shit, I want to hear her on a uh, a forty-eight bar verse. Her and Black Thought go. <laughs> oh wait a minute! I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she touching Black Thought on a bar for bar. I don't know. Mm. That's hey, a, look, she can call Jay. You said what? Oh, you say she man, I still don't even know if Jay Bars is touching Black Thought. So <laughs> as a lyricist, he might have some great like quotables in there somewhere. He could write a dope rap album for B, but is it touching Black Thought lyrically? You know what? I ain't even gonna lie. If if he did write a full like hip hop album for Beyonce, I think I would definitely want to hear that. I think it would be better than some Nicki Minaj shit. Oh, oh, whoa! I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah, I could agree. <laughs> I would have to agree with that. <laughs> oh boy, I, I hope the dolls don't uh, attack you. The Barbies. Fuck the Barbs. The Barbs. The, the Barbs. Yeah, I hope they don't attack you. Fuck the Barbs. <laughs> oh, this is bad, bro. <laughs> bad. Yep, they coming for you too. Oh, no, but uh, salute, salute Nicki Minaj. <laughs> oh, my. he salutes her afterwards. Oh my god, <laughs> but nah, <laughs> no, nah, this whole thing, the the Blackest King was great. I definitely can't wait to see or hear. A new Beyonce project just made me want a new Beyonce album today. And I definitely can't wait to see what she does for her next visual because mm-hmm. she's two for two. Well, I mean, Lemonade, this. What, what were the visuals before this? 
Beyonce, Beyonce, the self-titled. Yeah, it was Lemonade before this one. Then before that one was Beyonce. Beyonce, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, I forget about that. Yeah, yeah. You know what's so funny? Like, me and my my friend, we were talking about that. And uh, we were saying the only album she hasn't done a visual album for was the... uh, was the her first album when she did like a couple videos for, and then uh, the um, was it the what the the album she did with uh Jay Z she didn't do a, like a a, a a visual album, the but uh, that, or was that was it love, or I thought it was everything is love or something uh yeah mm-hmm. yeah but she didn't do she didn't do a visual album for that but it's like practically every solo album she does a visual album that's a lot of work. That's a lot of videos. Yeah, I, I can't believe I forgot about that. Uh, that Beyonce visual that was dope. Yeah, that's probably. I, and I, I was talking earlier to one of my friends, and I was saying, I was trying to see which was better between Lemonade and the Beyonce as far as the visual, because I was like, Blackest King might be the best visual before, uh, like over those two, but. Before Blackest King came out, I didn't know between Lemonade and the Beyonce album. I didn't know which visual album was better to me because both of those are so great. They might be neck and neck. I don't even know. But I'm thinking Blackest King is, might be above those. Yeah, I think I might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that. But I like that that Beyonce album so much. Like, I think that's my yeah. favorite Beyonce album. I think so, too. I think that's my favorite album. I might be a little biased when it comes to that because that album was great. It was. And Lemonade, Lemonade was cool. I mean, it wasn't. It was cool. I'm gonna just say it was cool. What um, about you? What about you, if, Ari? Like, I would, I would have to put, I would have to put Blackest King first. Yeah. Beyonce over Lemonade. Mm. Just because yeah. that Beyonce, like that Beyonce album, just mm, yeah, it did some. It did some. It's it's great. <laughs> like it's it's great. Like that that Beyonce album is great. I'm talking about from beginning to end, visually and visually, yeah. yeah. That uh yeah. She just was on another level, beat wise, singing wise, vocally. Yeah, it was just another level. She she's been on one after that. What was that? It was the uh four that came out before the Beyonce album, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. She she she's been on one since since then. Like she just I don't know. She's been going off like since then. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I feel like that's almost it's almost people are just expecting that now. Like if she drops an album, there's definitely got to be a visual with it. It's almost like people don't. It's almost like they they need that now, and uh, she's just made that a part of her think like part of her discography and um of music and albums so it's like now she wants to i don't know i just be thinking like how hard of a worker she is doing that many videos for that many songs on an album like that's, nah, look, that's and she kills bro. each video yes fact you can't see Fact. not one mistake and if there is one it's not noticeable it's just that she kills each visual Nice. Yeah, it's just like I told you when I was watching that documentary from that Miss Carter tour or whatever that was. 
the way mm-hmm. she was like on it, because she, because Beyonce, she's she's a very very sweet woman, like mm-hmm. from the outside looking in. But watching that, I, there was a whole different side of her that I had never seen, and it's it's just because it's like what y'all said, like she's just she just kills it, and she's a perfectionist, and that's why I say I think that she might be the greatest entertainer ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man, she just be on another level with it, man. It's it's insane, it's really insane. And I'm like, let's mix, let's really mix. It's like she's broke, she's broken so many records, but she's just such a a workaholic. It's like she might do this. Who knows how long? Like she might be worth like Tina Turner, like just doing it when she in her seventies. But of yeah. course, it'll be bigger than Tina because she's bigger than everybody. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Salute to Beyonce, man. It was yeah. it was great. Yeah. And I just I just want to thank Ariante for being a special guest and the first guest on TNT. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I have I have a question for you. Well, not a question, but can we like just take a moment to give Blue Ivy her her props? We gotta give yeah. Blue Ivy her props. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because she every scene, every scene that she was in, she she killed it. Like I said, mm-hmm. she had one of my favorite scenes at the end, uh, mm-hmm. whatever performance that was, whenever she was wearing that red dress. That shit was dope. So yeah, salute to Blue was Ivy. The brown the brown skin girl song. Yeah. That one, yeah, the brown skin so girl. Pretty. Yeah. That really pretty to me. But the brown skin girl was amazing. Yes. Yeah, and shout out to uh St. John because he actually helped write that record. So shout out to him. Yeah, I, I love that part of the video because it was just really like showing black women and just black girls, like just yeah, it was beautiful. Oh yeah, that was when they had um, it was uh, Naomi Campbell in it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that was that was powerful. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Blue Ivy, man. Shout out to everybody that was a part of this. I'm definitely gonna go watch it again, probably as soon as we're done recording. And mm-hmm. again, sure. we appreciate you, Ariante, for being on the TNT podcast, and we would love to have you back again. Thank you for having me. And I would love to be a part of this conversation again. Oh, yeah, no for sure. For no sure. Lie. For sure. Uh, I feel like that was a great conversation. And that's that's big sis right there. So we definitely want to have her back on the show again. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you for uh, joining us. And yes, um, yes, sir. We appreciate you, Ari. We love you. In other news, what is this? Uh, this news of J. Cole possibly joining the NBA. (laughs) I don't, bro, honestly, I don't know how to feel about this, um, about J. Cole joining the NBA. I don't know how to feel about it, because I think J. Cole is reaching, what, 35? And, uh, I mean, not saying he couldn't do it, because there's some players getting out of the D-League and entering the NBA at at 35, in their mid to late 30s. Cause they just always had that dream of going to the NBA, but I don't know. I don't know if that's his realm, bro. I don't know if that's what's. I don't know if that's something he needs to dabble in. Cause I, I don't know if he's trying to be like the next Master P or what he's trying to do. But I, I don't feel like that's everybody's realm. Like 
to just randomly do something like that. I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, and and the first thing that I thought about was whenever you had mentioned to me that he could possibly be retiring soon. So when that news broke that he could have possibly or could be possibly trying out for the NBA, that's the first thing that I thought about was, damn, J. Cole is retiring to go do this. Yeah, yeah, I don't. mm, Yeah, that that that's. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah, you're right. I think he is. He is like 34, 35 years old. So it's 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 one of them things, man. Where where you know, because I mean, J. Cole has talked about his music, you know, for a long time. I think you know. I remember it was a warm up mixtape where he was talking about you know being on the high school basketball team and being on varsity and um. I think he was on varsity for for two years or something like that, playing basketball in high school or something. But I don't know, man. I don't know if you can just if you can just rap and then and then just go, you know, join the NBA. Now, from what I've heard, I've been hearing that, you know, he's you know, he's been doing very well, like he's been progressing and doing very well, um, you know, as far as, you know, his skill level and stuff like that. So. I think it'd be interesting to see. I mean, it'd be it'd be crazy to see him in the NBA because I remember uh, Master P, the story about Master P, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, uh, trying to trying to join the NBA. He was trying to. Uh, I think he went to the to the the Hornets, or he was trying to go to the Hornets, trying to do a tryout for the Hornets. And I think he almost he almost made it. I think he almost yeah. made it. Yeah, I mean, he he was in the NBA. He he played for the Raptors, I think. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he actually, he actually made it. Like he was on the, he was in the NBA for a little bit. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about that. And you know, Master P is one of them is one of them dudes, man, like cuz I think, you know, back at that time whenever he did it, he already had no limit and you know, he was already making hundreds of millions of dollars. So it's just like that's that's crazy. Like it's just like, man, I'm making all this rap money. Let me show y'all motherfuckers that I can go play some ball too. That's have crazy. You, have you ever seen the post about Master P where they always said this man was a rapper, NBA player, hustler? Like they, they say he was like five, like 20 different things. And they was like, he's lived like 20 black men's dream, like 20 black men's dreams in this one lifetime. Yeah, I have seen that. And you know what's crazy? Like everything that you just said is 100% true. Why don't we? Why don't we talk about Master P? Like when it comes to talking about moguls like Diddy, Dre, Hove. Why don't Jay-Z. we talk about Master? Yeah, yeah, bro. We, you know what? We we need to have that conversation. People are not talking about. People are not talking about Master P enough. They they're not giving him his credit because, in in some ways, I mean, you know, for you know me and you, Jay Z is just like that person. But, you know, for some people, that's Master P. It's not Jay-Z for some people. Yeah, because I feel like Master P is that is that guy for the South. Like, Master P, yes, you know. Exactly, exactly. You know, Dre is from is from Compton, and Hove is from uh, Brooklyn. And then you have Master P, who's from, who's from New Orleans. So I just yeah. feel like we have we have somebody that, that's from the South. And, you know, he... I mean that that's a very very interesting conversation because I'm not going to get on this podcast and sit here and lie to lie to everybody and make it seem like I champion Master P because I don't like I should and maybe mm-hmm. that's just because same. same maybe that's just because 
you know, I wasn't so much into his music like that because, I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and lie. Master P wasn't the greatest rapper, but exactly that's i mean i agree i'm I'm not gonna disagree but i i never can downplay how hard he was grinding in and then even if i wasn't a fan of his music the people that was under him like bruh when like especially like when you watch documentaries and like the hip-hop evolution how i think they dropped like 20 something albums in a year and they was just just his hustling mentality like it's just like you gotta respect it, even if you don't like the way he raps. It's like it's crazy. Yeah, man, because he he put a lot of people on. He made he made a whole lot of money. And and one of the things that I always say is Master P, he was selling a lot of records. He was going, he was going triple, quadruple, whatever yeah. comes after that platinum. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um Yeah, man. We're gonna have to have that conversation though one day. We're gonna have to talk about um master p and what he's done as far as the culture and because he he has a big big place in the culture like a huge place like they don't talk about him like they talk about diddy like they talk about jay yeah it's it's crazy it's really crazy but yeah man um as far as j cole how, how do you feel about him doing this nba thing like do you have any do you feel any type of way about it so I'm about to say something that's probably gonna piss everybody off, but I'm being honest. I mean, this is the hey, hey, hey. This, this is what we do though. We 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 gotta be honest about how we feel about that situation, about the topic yeah. at hand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I want to hear it. I definitely want to hear your honest opinion. So this is a TNT podcast, and for all of the J Cole fans out there, I'm sorry, but I feel like he shouldn't do this because I feel like he hasn't done enough in hip hop. And when I say that, mm. I feel like J Cole. Oh, that, that sounded really bad. I don't want to make it seem like he hasn't done enough because he's done a lot. He's done a lot in hip-hop, but I, but I guess he hasn't done enough to to my liking as of yet. I, I still want – I still believe that J. Cole has the ability to release a classic, game-changing, culture-changing hip-hop project, and I just feel like he has not done that yet. I feel like he has not offered everything that he can to – hip-hop culture as of yet and and i would really hate for him to to go to the nba right now whenever dreamville dreamville just popped off man like dreamville just popped off like don't 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 leave hip-hop whenever whenever you just started this collective and this and this you know this label and it has a bunch of great people on it and then you know you just kind of dip like i want to see him you know do what I just said, drop a classic album, but I also want to see him help his artists flourish. You know, I want to see J.I.D., you know, one of the biggest artists. I want to see Boss become bigger than what he already is. I I, I think Cause is dope. We all know how we feel about Ari Lennox. So I feel like... Earth Gang, all of them. Yes. yes. Salute to Earth Gang. So I I want to see J. Cole, you know, before he... Because I feel like if he goes to the NBA, music is done at that point. It's done. Oh, like he ain't- man, oh man. So and, and it's funny that you asked me that because that was gonna be my question to you. I feel like or I'll just I'll just go ahead and ask you. Do you think if he if he if he does this and he quits music, do you think that he's done enough in hip hop? Be honest. I'm a I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest and say no. Um 
And, you know, some people might hate this answer, but uh, I'm going to say no, because just like you said, um, you know my stance on J. Cole. J. Cole is great. Um, but to me, he just hasn't had that album that's just like shifted the culture for me. And um, yeah, I feel like it's too soon for him to leave. And uh and and hopefully this album that's coming up, the fall off, um, is that one for me. Because you know, the the two singles that he dropped off of uh for the new album, uh, they sounded great to me. And I was like, Yeah, he's he's snapping. And that's how I want to hear him snap when this album drops. So yeah, he, he just hasn't done enough for me yet. And uh but you know, it's it's not it's not up to me if he uh wants to stay in hip hop or not, but for me, I feel like I would have to see more I would still have to get more music from Cole to or a, at least albums leading up to like just or just that classic album for me that I feel like just changed the whole culture because I don't know, like uh what's the show uh Everyday Struggle? Um yeah. What what's the what's the what's the lady's name on Everyday Struggle? I forget her name sometimes. The desk um, Yes. So she I remember watching the episode and they were discussing J. Cole classic albums. And they was like, and it, so they talked about J. Cole and then they, they brought up Kendrick. They was like, they was like, Good kid, Matt C didn't to Bubba Butterfly. We you gotta admit those are classics. And then when they got to J. Cole, she said I honestly feel like Friday Night Lights and the warm-up is it. And they she was they were like, so no classic J. Cole albums? She was like, no, no albums. Like just those two mixtapes and the albums, no classics, nothing. And I I'm honestly, I'm agreeing. I, I agree with her. Like that's how I feel. Like if if we're gonna stamp something a classic, I guess it would be Forest Hill Drive, but it's like the way people talk about it, it doesn't. I, it doesn't have that effect on me. I don't know why. I like it. I like the album, but as far as just a classic, I just it's hard for me to stamp that as a classic. Just I don't know. It just didn't have that. What to Pimple Butterfly did and Good Kid, Man City did for me. But uh, no, he 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 got he. I feel like now is not the time for him to do like go to the NBA. I just feel like. Just like you said, he needs to stay with Dreamville. He needs to release his music. Um, but even with that title, the fall off, it sounds like he's about to go away. Like, especially with the he's not doing no more features type of thing. And yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's really crazy. But I I, I really don't want to. I really don't want him to do this as far as the NBA. I want him to just trying to like keep trying to flourish in music and eventually get that classic album so because I, I feel like if he just gets out now i mean people are gonna call him a legend i mean i feel like we could basically call him a legend but it's just like i i feel like he'll just be one of those weird stories in hip-hop that we were like we didn't get what we were supposed to get out of j cole you know i, I i've said this a lot and i and i'll say it again you know when i 
when I first heard J. Cole's music, man, I was one of the people that was saying that he's the second coming of Nas and he's going to be the greatest yes. of all time. Yes. And I just want to, because a lot of people are going to ask us to kind of expound on when we're saying that he hasn't done enough. So when I when I say he hasn't done enough, I'm not saying that he's done nothing and he's accomplished nothing. I'm not saying that. I'm saying mm-hmm. that I believe that J. Cole has the potential to do more and and when i say more i mean like when when you look at drake and and you have to you i mean you don't have to but i compare uh uh j cole to his peers and kind of you know where where they are and where they're at in their careers and um you know when you look at somebody like drake you know he's influenced you know a a a, a, an almost an entire generation almost and Mm -hmm. when you look at kendrick you know, we already know, you know, what Kendrick has done. Like, we already know that Kendrick's catalog is, is he's Kendrick is going to be a legend just off of his catalog alone, just, just off of that alone. And I yes. feel like, I yes. feel like J. Cole and J. Cole fans are just kind of holding on to the fact that, you know, J. Cole does his, you know, he, you know, Forest Hills Drive was all done by him. And, you know, he comes out and he kills his features and then he goes away. I just feel like J. Cole hasn't, and man, this sounds so bad because I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying J. Cole has done nothing because that's not true. He's done a lot. He's done a lot for hip hop and he's he's sold a lot of records and he's he's an amazing lyricist and he's done a whole lot. But I just I just feel like he J. Cole just hasn't done that one thing yet. Whatever I don't know what that one thing is. Yes. I don't know what it's gonna be. But yes. he just hasn't done that one thing yet that that I can say, okay, you know what? J. Cole changed changed this or he changed that or he you know it's just he hasn't done that thing yet and i agree i a hundred that's what it is it's like he hasn't done that one thing that's made me like yes this is it yeah and and again i don't know what that is i don't know if it's gonna be an album that's that's just completely i don't know like just uh, i don't know I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's going to be a performance. I don't know if it's going to be like, I don't know. I don't know what that one thing is, but whatever it is, he hasn't done it yet. Honestly, and, bro, honestly, I think it might be the, um, It's. The, I think what it is for me is the, he don't want to do any features on his album. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't understand that, you know, working with other producers, getting getting features on your albums and things like that, all of that adds to it. And I think it's great when you have, you know, somebody like a big crit who, you know, does all his production. You know, he makes sure that, you know, he writes all his own all of his own music and all that kind of stuff. You know, J. Cole does his own production. And of course, he writes his music. I think all that is great. But when you look at somebody like Kendrick. You know, you look at um, the Topimba Butterfly album, how he worked with uh, Thundercat and how, you know, of course, he works with Dre and he had Rhapsody and he, he yeah. just had all of the the perfect pieces. Yeah. And you look at, yeah, you look at somebody like Drake, who's worked with, you know, Boy Wanda and, and Just Blaze and Kanye and all these people. And you have J. Cole. It's just like, man, you have the potential to be so great. Just venture out like. Try some, try some other things. And I just, I, I feel like what you said, you hit it on the nail. I think a, a large part of it is that J. Cole is just stuck in this comfortable place where he's comfortable with, you know, just making 
not the same type of music, but just kind of rapping over the same stuff. And, you know, just kind of, I feel like J. Cole is just, is just staying comfortable. That's what it is. Yep. 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 So, I feel like we keep getting, because it's like when every album drops, what is it, the last three albums, three, four, wait, has it been the last three albums? He hasn't had features. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's like, yeah, he hasn't had features like the last three albums, and it's like, okay, we get it, we we get you can go platinum with no features for the, like the third time, but we need you to do something different now. We we know you produced every beat, we need we know you wrote every song. We we like we're getting it, we get it, we know you can do that, but now it's time to work with some like amazing producers, like work with a DJ Premier, work with a like, a, like, uh, just somebody that's just like a legendary producer, and just, just snap on it. I'll say this. I'll say this. J Cole can do it. If J Cole gets no idea on the phone and is like, "Yo, I want you to produce, executive produce my whole album," I'm telling you right now, no ID will give J Cole a classic project. I'm telling you now. I feel this way too, bro. I I just I feel that way. He could he, he could do like uh like 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 Royce did. He could do like a like a prime type of thing, like where he works little like him no ID, just do a whole project, and bruh, it would be amazing. I'm telling you. Yeah, I think I I definitely think that's what it is for me. I think I think J Cole needs to, and I don't I don't want to get on here and and, and be one of those fans who you know, feels entitled because I don't, I'm not an entitled fan. I don't want to get on here and talk about what J Cole needs to do, what he has to do. And if he doesn't do it, he ain't going, I don't want to make it seem like that. I'm just saying that Mm -hmm. as a fan, as a fan of J Cole's music, I believe, and I've said it before. I, I, I hold J Cole to very high standards because J Cole is, is an incredible lyricist. His flow is incredible. Everything. J Cole is, is the embodiment of, of an MC. I just think that a lot of people forget that, you know, because even when you look at when you look at albums like Illmatic, you know, Nas was working with Pete Rock. He was working with DJ Premier. He was working with Large Professor. He was working with uh, Q-Tip. Everybody. Right. And when you look at when you look at an album like Blueprint One, you know, Jay-Z is working with uh, Just Blaze. He's working with man. It's just it's just it's just one of those things where that stuff matters. Like the, the music, the music matters. Like you can be a great lyricist. You can come through, speak your message, talk that talk, but the music at the end of the day matters also. Exactly. It matters. Exactly. And the perfect example to end this off, to end this whole entire thing. And I know you're probably going to hate this, but Lupe uh, Fiasco laser uh-oh. album. Uh-oh. Lupe Fiasco. Yep. Yep. Yes. Lupe Fiasco's Lasers album is the perfect example of what I'm talking about. Lupe Fiasco was rapping his ass off on that album, but the beats were trash, so it made the album not good. I'm trying no, to tell you're, you. You're, you're right. You're right about that album. Uh, I 100% agree. It's only... Um, it's like one or two songs where the beat was like good. I think, I think it was like the all-black everything. I thought that was good, but it was like it was like some of those beats were just like, ugh, like yeah, low key, yeah, that, crazy. like 
Yeah, that 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 rec that all black everything was dope. But yeah, I and I don't and I don't mean to get on here. I'm not trying to shit on Lupe because Lupe is is y'all Lupe is a god MC. So I ain't even trying to do that. But I'm just trying to to give you an example of what I mean when I say the music matters. The music does matter. You can and, and I don't even want to say that J. Cole's beats are trash. His beats are not trash. It's just venture out, yo. Get some, you know, try try some try something different. Try some new things. And you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But you know, I I know we're getting kind of off the subject. I don't I don't think that that J Cole should should join the NBA. I don't think that's that's a good move uh, right now. But I mean, if it's something that he wants to do, if that's something that he feels like he can do, and then and then on top of that, I feel like where we are in 2020, man. If you want me to be completely honest, Donald Trump is president. Kanye is running for president. I feel like at this point, you could do any fucking thing. Yeah, so, honestly, like. <laughs> It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be basketball players becoming surgeons. It's gonna be rappers turning into basketball players. It's gonna be, yeah. It's this, yeah. I think people exactly. are just getting to that place where they just feel like now you can do almost anything. And I don't know. I think that's I'm not saying that's a bad mindset, but at the same time, it is kind of scary because, uh, like we were saying about Kanye, not to just get on Kanye, but um. Like we were saying about Kanye, it's it's a thing where he's he's a genius at music, he's a genius at other things, but like he's trying to be president. It's like that's not for you. That's not it. You you might be great at this, but you might not need to go into the political realm of things because you might have some good points and stuff, but I don't know. It's just to run the country. Yeah, nah. Facts. Facts. But yeah, man, we uh this this was a, a great conversation that we had today. Um probably one of my favorite episodes, like I said. Um and yeah, I think I think that pretty much covers everything. Was there anything that we forgot or left out? Uh I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it, uh at least on my side. All right, man. We we appreciate everybody for tuning into episode 24 of the TNT podcast. TNT, TNT, TNT. We will be right back at you guys with another one, episode 25. We are definitely finna be talking about some wet ass pussy. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's coming. So appreciate y'all and uh TNT and we out. We out of here.